It's a bill oh. with Supreme's name on it. Oh. And bitches do. Oh. <laughs> Bam. Well, Julie, here we go. We hello, 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 and welcome to the cup, the currently unnamed podcast where we put the real and the tea in reality. And where you can always come to us first to quench your thirst. I'm your girl Lana, your resident evil diva. And I'm here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea because you know I love me some tea. And if you have something you know what to do, hit me up. I am currently drinking strawberry sunkiss. Y'all should just sponsor us by now. I've drink you enough, but you know, do that. If not, whatever. But if I was drinking anything else, I would probably be drinking it off my own. And you can get your own cup mug at or any of our cup merch at lanajeescreations.etsy.com. The link will be in the description below. And we do ship internationally and domestically So here in the U.S. So there are no excuses. In Spain, Spain. With the trauma that y'all have caused us this week, I'm definitely looking at you. Get your cup merch so maybe I can forgive you for this episode that we're about to talk about. Thank you. Well, I'm David Healy, and I don't have a cute intro, but I do have a cute shirt. Um, I decided to wear a lovely Spanish-speaking Queen's shirt, and it is the one and only Margaret Ia. Yeah. Yeah. Period. <laughs> and I'm just drinking me some water. I haven't opened it yet, so we'll see how much I drink. Love us some Margaret here at the Cup. That's my mm-hmm. Chicago sister that does not live in Chicago. Yeah. All right. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? It is me, Eve the Bunny, your Chicago drag icon and queen of Ivy Park. Uh, I don't have, well, I do have Ivy Park on. Uh, it is these pants. Uh, they are black and blue. They're black and uh, I like olive green houndstooth print. Um, but they're from the halls of Ivy Drop. Um, it's kind of a little bit warm today because we had a little bit of a heat spike today. It got up to like 65 today, so it was nice. So I don't have any like bulky layers on. I'm drinking Pepsi. And um, I've had a bit of an eventful day today. Um, a bit of fun on Twitter. <laughs> we call that fun. Um Basically, just based off of this episode and decisions that were made during judging and production and all of that jazz. And so I want to initially go off and say this first. Uh, to any fans of Drag Race España or to fans of Supreme uh, and other guests, uh, other judges on the panel, uh, both the Javis and the Locking, um, I want to say that as people, I have nothing personal against any of those four people. Uh, my opinions going forward are all based off of their professional decisions 
in the positions that they have been put in as judges and as hosts of this program. Um, I do feel like that certain decisions are things that are out of their control when it comes to production and things like that. But then also at the same time, I do think that we all own a we all own a moral compass. And I do think that sometimes being able to take that back seat uh, when it comes to, I don't know, exposure or ratings or wanting to get another season and actually cultivating and making sure that people's mental health and people's well-beings and, and people's survival needs and things like that are being met are the kind of things that bring more longevity to the show and they bring more character and empathy to the show. And that's the kind of stuff that make us come back for more seasons after seasons. Um, this will be a tough review for us say that right now but um at the end of the day to anybody uh in the drag race espana family we love all of y'all we love every single one of the contestants we send y'all so much love and so much uh positive energy and stuff like that whatever you all are going through uh before the shows before the recording started we were talking about how mental health and depression can look different for so many different people. And we have all sometimes been, you know, dealing with that dragon or that demon, you know, that has kept us in, in making us feel like that we weren't good enough or we couldn't be the people that we wanted to be and shine the way that we wanted to shine and, and, and be loved the way we wanted to be loved. And those feelings are valid and they need to be um, expressed and reciprocated. And, and, and that way we can all grow and heal together. And that way we don't have people feeling like they are lost or out or or they're the only person dealing with the situation. A lot of people deal with depression and mental issues and stuff all the time. So we're going to make this one a good, strong one. We ain't going to try to be too heavy on you. I'm still throw some jokes in there. But I wanted to preface everything just in case it just started to get kind of deep or whatever that like none of us are therapists or anything like that. We are just all three human beings living life dealing with our own problems and our own on our traumas and we're just trying to give empathy to everybody involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said, well said. And before we even dive into the uh, episode, let's get some business out of the way. Um, subscribe to this channel if you have been here and stuck around and Listen to the PSA given by the lovely Eve of Bunny. We appreciate it because I will make sure that is documented in the chapters below because people need to know that that is real. But um, yeah, if you are a fan of us and we appreciate you being a fan, if you are sticking around for some drag content and this review, you know it's going to be hard. It's going to be good. We're going to make it good. Subscribe to this channel. Hit the follow button. Hit all the things. Hit the notification bell to let you know, so you know when all the videos will drop because we have five active drag shows happening right now that we are covering and you want to see them all. You want to know what when we're dropping them, hit that notification bell. It'll let you know. Um, if you are a fan of reality TV, we got a channel for you. Go to the, the cup TV where we put out all things, almost all things, reality TV going out. We got new shows coming out. We got shows that we've already doing. We got traders. We got survivor Australia. We got, um, but then we got Survivor coming this week, and then Amazing Race is coming, and Deal or No Deal Island is coming. We got a lot of stuff coming on over there, as well as what all our normal stuff, our wrestling shows, and our Project Runways, and all of those things that we put out there. So check that out. Hit the, go over there. Hit that subscribe button, notification bell. And if you're a fan of Eurovision Song Contest, we got a channel for you. Go to the Cup ESC where you can find out all the things about Eurovision. And from what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing from the people who run that channel, it's a lot of stuff happening. 
It's a lot of stuff. We are right in the middle of Eurovision season. Videos are coming out constantly because they are constantly getting more and more songs for Eurovision, getting ready for the national selections and then the final show or whatever. So get ready for that. Go over there and subscribe to that channel. If you want to join this channel, join our membership channel right down there. You see the little join button? You see it down there, right? Hit that button. Come into the tea room where we have exclusive content waiting for you and more coming out um, on a regular basis. So you can get all the exclusive stuff that will not come out on this channel, but only you can see it if you become a membership, but become a member. Join here or you can join to our Patreon if you're a fan of the Patreon, Patreon app. Go join over there. Same content, but different apps it's for your student. Five dollars a month. You know, for some exclusive things. I know you want to see it. You want to see it. But um, and if you want to give us a super thanks, we appreciate that. Super thanks us. Anything that you don donate to us will go right back into making this channel bigger, greater, better for you. And uh, yeah, we appreciate all of that. And yeah, that's it. That's it. I think I said it all. I think I got it all out there because... And if you make it to the end of the episode, we're going to, I mean, to the to the review, we're going to be giving away tickets for you to purchase for free your own llama. Allegedly. You're, uh, allegedly. But allegedly. you're going to want to stick around in case we give away those llama tickets. Everything is alleged on mm -hmm. this channel. It says so right down there in the ticker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, I mean, llama tickets could be cool. <laughs> there it is. Everything is alleged information. I mean, llamas though. What if I want an alpaca and stuff? That's next. It might just stuff. have. It might just be a a dromedary camel. But you know what? It could be next week's show though. Alpacas could be next week. It could be. It could be. It could be some type of um, Australian uh, deer type animal. A deer bro. Like the a kangaroo? Are deer those deer? Zebra. We'll name her Deerbra. <laughs> anyway, so we are here talking about Drag Race Espana, episode four. We get back into the workroom, and sadly, Paquita is gone. Can I say one thing that I noticed? I paid attention to it last episode, and I saw it happen again this episode, and I don't know if you guys noticed it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cute. So at the beginning of each episode, they have a little mini montage of these like headdresses. That's all mm -hmm. of the head pieces that all of the girls wore in their entrance looks. Mm -hmm. So what they would do is whenever a girl got eliminated, they would, the last one that they would show would be the girl yeah. that got eliminated, which was the orange, the yellow one that was Paquita. <laughs> and then they would show the head pieces of the girls who have badges. So they showed the headpiece of Poopy with one badge next to it, and then they showed, no, they showed Sethless, I mean, with two badges next to it, and they showed Poopy again with one badge. And I noticed they did it last week with one and one when uh, Poopy had got hers, and I was like, wait, are they doing that every time they win? That's kind of cool. So, like, yeah, if you pay attention right at the beginning, they do that first little flash intro. The, I think it's like the black wispy one or whatever was drag Sethless's, and then Poopy's, I can't remember what color hers was, but it shows, like, they do our ranking count at the beginning of each episode. Oh, I have to check that out and be more. Um, Trying to be oh, all look, Easter eggy. Look at that. Look at that. But yeah, Paquita's gone. And well, at first we see, um, we well, they do theirs a little different. They come into the workroom after the the, uh, the drag and then they're talking and, and um, 
you know, boo, sad, boo. Um, yeah. And um, um, Sagittarius upset, visibly upset still about what was she feels it was um, not the right call. Um, everybody's kind of like, I don't know why you're upset or that's, that's I mean, they're side-eyeing her like heavily. They're like, oh. Samantha is over a child. Samantha right, like, girl, get over it. <laughs> they really want her to get over it. They're like, it. I'm like, like, girl, you lost. Move on. She's just like, this dress though was amazing. And, and it was, it was, she was just not feeling this, this decision. And they were not feeling her not feeling this decision. Right. But we also got what I was waiting for. I was like, but who would Jariji have sent home? <laughs> mm-hmm. So we see the lipstick come out, and sure enough, she had Poopy Poison's name on that lipstick. Uh, and it's always it's always interesting when the two people lip syncing don't have the same name because then I'm like, well, that gives uh, production and the host all the room to make whatever decision they want and pull some shenanigans if they want. And I'm not saying they did with this one, but, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but we do get Ornella talking in, she, in her confessional, and she's like, you know what? I think Seth Lewis took out somebody that she thought was competition, mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of game on. Mm-hmm. It becomes one of these kind of things where it, it the Drag Race fandom has made the way that this game is quote unquote played such a catch 22 type situation mm-hmm. where you, if you go in and you do it honorably based off the way that the judges say, or this, then the other, regardless if their assertion of what happened is correct or not, you're looked at as doing the game fairly, but you're actually not playing it. But then the people that actually do say, okay, well, I'm going to strategize. I am going to try to take out some strong people. I am going to try to do this, that, and the other. They're looked at like it almost becomes this this thing that all the other contestants start verbally saying like, they're not playing the game correctly. They need to go. And I feel like that the mo- the more times that the cast says that, then that gets reinforced with the fans. Like, if the cast wouldn't say anything about the fact that, like, if, if Poopy didn't say anything about the fact that um, um, uh, Jerichi picked her name and was just like, oh, she picked my name, oh, okay, and they just kept going, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But I think the fact when that happened, and then you go to the confessional of her being like, oh, she picked my name. Oh, now she's, oh, I can't believe she did that. Oh, now I got to get rid of her. Da, da, da. It's like it almost keep, continues to set up the stage for this animosity that isn't really there because this is what you guys all signed up, signed up for. Like, why are you mad at her for picking your name when she could only pick two names? Mm. <laughs> like, like, I don't get that. Like, I, I, will, I will never, ever, ever get that. Like, was, was, wasn't that just happening on... Uh, yeah, on UK versus the world when Teresa's name got picked and mm-hmm. Teresa, they're like, Keita, I'm looking out for you. I'm Girl, looking you were in the bottom with another person. Who, who else is she going to pick? Who else is she going to pick? Like, right. You it's mad because she sent your friend home. You mad at the other girl because she sent your friend home, but the other girl was going to send you home, so you like, I ain't... How you going to be mad at that? Like, it's either you or her. And I would have been like, so did you want to go, girl, or not? Like, I mean, <laughs> or not. Like, what do you only want? Be, only be one of y'all. I'm sorry. Unless Rue decides to do a candy candy wait and pull one of y'all back, I don't have any control over both of y'all's things. I'm just, right. I just, I just gotta pick a name. 
I did have a little bit of a theory about why Sethless picked Paquita. And this is just a theory. This is mm-hmm. completely a theory. <laughs> um, but I was putting myself in her shoes. And so she just got into the like the untucked part. And one of the first things she hears uh, from Sagittaria is, you shouldn't have been in the top. Paquita should not be in the bottom. So if I'm Sethless and I'm trying to justify, you're wrong, you're wrong. So if I'm taking half of that a supposition that you just threw out there and I'm making that wrong, then I'm probably going to try to make both things wrong. And so I think she really justified Paquita being in the bottom in her head, which is fair. She's welcome to do that because she has the decision. But I think saying that actually might have hurt Paquita's chances of staying because I think Sethless had to double down on the fact, no, you're wrong. And you're wrong on both points. I'm going to say it like this. And this is just my humble opinion. It's not, I'm not saying this is what Drag Sethless did or this, or this is how she feels or anything else. I feel like Drag Sethless looked at Paquita and was like, you're just as cute as me. And if you stick around and I stick around, I want to be the cute one here. So I need you to go because Paquita is hot and gorgeous and fine. And Sethless is gorgeous and hot and fine. And if everybody looking, Sethless didn't want nobody looking double taken. He want all the attention on Sethless. And Sethless said, this is my opportunity to get this competition out the way, baby. Not the competition for the crown, like on the drag, because I know I'm very secure in my drag. I'm good at what I do. But I need to be the hot one here in this group, and I need to be secured. I'm the hot one. So let me take this other hot one up out of here, period. That's just me. I'm just And, and so I... <laughs> I have a third, you know, oh. or a secret third option. All right. My uh, assertion of the whole uh, thing was something a lot of people didn't probably, I don't know if they thought about it or not. I don't know how people justify their scorecards. But in my mind, I feel that Drag Sethless, when it came down to eliminating between Paquita or Poopy, they made the actual diplomatic choice based off of the two choices that they were given. Because Poopy had been in the top for one of their challenges and had just won a challenge. Mm-hmm. So for me, scorecard-wise, score I don't think Paquita should have been at the bottom. But since she was there, she was the weaker link out of the two. So I, if, if I was, if I was um, Sethless... And I wanted to get rid of a strong competitor or whatever. I would have just went ahead and got rid of Poopy because she just won like a couple times. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking maybe this is just a fluke week for her. Not to mention she's a comedy kind of queen. You know what I mean? Like not to mm-hmm. mention the, with the type of things that the challenges are looking for. I see Poopy eating challenges up more than Paquita. Mm-hmm. I see Paquita eating up runways. I see Poopy eating up more challenges. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, nah, what if I need help getting through these challenges? Because Drag Seth is not going to worry about that runways. Mm-hmm. Paquita, how are you going to help me out? Mm-hmm. Now in the comments, let us know whose theory you think is closest 
to yeah. Why is it Lana's? Because it was the most stupidest one at all. Like, <laughs> no, you can pick Lana's. I yeah, would love it if it you win so by a landslide. That would be great. I'm gonna put a poll up. Now, I wish I could. I don't know how to do that, but I wish I could. I would put a poll up and be like, which theory was correct or closest to correct? But anyway, um, so they're still trying to figure out Seth. One more thing, real quick, and. Sagittarius said something that made me go that I just not fully pay attention to the rankings of how everyone fell last week. Did she say that she was in the bottom? I saw that too, and I was very confused. She said, uh, she said Sethless didn't deserve to be in the top, and I didn't I deserve to be, to be in, in the, the bottom. bottom. Yeah, and I was like, but you weren't. Yeah, I didn't think so either. The drag wiki didn't have her in the bottom. I messaged my roommate. I'm like, do we need to change the points? Uh, because I gave her four four points for being high. Right. Yeah. And like her 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 critiques weren't so bad where it looked like she was in the bottom three. It seemed like she was more in the top three. That's why I was like, okay, that was, I felt that justified more of the reasoning of her being upset that Sethless was even in the top two, because then it would be like, well, Sethless took my spot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. You know what I mean? But I'm like, if she was underneath Samantha and Hornella, girl. I don't think she was. And I don't I think, think she so was either. I don't think she bad at right. all. I don't think she knows in that moment i don't think she knew exactly where she stood she just knew she wasn't at the top like she wanted to be like she wanted to be in the top two mm-hmm. and she felt like seth Liss took her spot then because she said that last week and yeah. that's the crazy thing she said i don't feel like you should have been there like she thought she should have been like where seth was at. and i'm just kind of like that's why i was like but you weren't the you weren't if seth was in that spot there were other people that were still better than you Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. She would have been in my top two. By I, the way. I know I wasn't here and I had wildly different rankings than everybody else. Uh, but I, I really liked what Sagittaria had. Uh, it was probably like my favorite week of Sagittaria out of both. I think I had her up high. I think I had Sagittaria in the top. Yeah. Maybe, no, maybe. No, you didn't have her in the top because we all had Jerishi and Samantha in the top. Oh, I did. Yep. yep. I had Samantha I in my bottom too. Oh, but, wow. But with that said, with that said, I had everybody like pretty high points except for Poopy. Poopy was way below. Oh, everybody Poopy was else. below everybody, but yeah, yeah. I, I, mm, I, I, well, okay, I forgot, but yeah, I think Sedge was third. Yeah, I think a lot of us had said. Well, actually, no, I think I had Sedge and Bikini in my bottom too. You no, had I mean, Poopy, Poopy and Sagittarius. I had Sedge and Poopy, <clears throat> and I had Bikini third from the bottom. Huh. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Well, which I want to say, I want to say, I saw, I saw wrath and I saw lust in their looks. Like, I think they were there. I think they were like, if, if you showed somebody a picture of them in their dresses and you said, which deadly sin is this? I think people would have got them. Because what else? I don't know people doing? got ras from that dress. Though. I mean, with I the burnt roses. Like, no, cool. because nobody all. If we don't know what that. That reference, no, no, I, I don't know that reference either. Roses, because I'd be like rosebud, like right. I'm, if like, I'm seeing a burnt rose, I'm seeing anger there, and they're I, like, I didn't know that they were burnt. That was the thing. Yeah, they're they like black like out. They were so burnt. 
they were like blacked out. But also people were like, why didn't you like make yourself all tattered? Yes. You want her to come in there looking ugly, like in a torn up dress? No. Yeah, I want her. No, I wanted, no, I wanted, wanted her to progressively get angry and progressively make the dress. I want tattered. her to tear the dress up while she's walking down. But like, I exactly. want her to start out gorgeous. And then I actually loved how she wrecked, delivered it, like, pulling off those roses. Like I got chills. I was like, "Come on, girl, do it." Uh, but see, I think that's a lot of your bias too, because you're such a fan of Paquita, and I but think that's a little I'm a fan part of a lot of these people. I mean, I'm, but, a, I'm a yeah. bigger fan of Sethless than I yeah, am but she, Paquita, but and she I didn't have, like. Seth I'm just saying the wrath of it. That's because Sethless look was just barely minimum of vain. Like that was. She did the bare med- minimum what she, she could do like with that. Vanity mirrors. Mirror, put it on my body. Like she did mm-hmm. the bare minimum. But I, but what I think about Paquita, like I do, I did, I thought the dress was gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, gorgeous dress. But if I just saw a still picture, I wouldn't have thought it was. But anger. you didn't see a still picture is the whole thing. And I'm but, like, this is the thing. I, I'm gonna get on my. You're coming on the I'm, runway. It didn't look angry when she was walking until she started taking off the roses. But you so saw like, her taking off the roses. I thought and that's part of the presentation. You can't count that out. You can't be like, but, nope, okay, I didn't see that part. Okay, I didn't see but, that part. Okay, but David, David, <laughs> David, David, if we took a screenshot. Of when after she took all the roses off, how she looked, she still didn't look angry enough. No, I needed her to have a shoe. Mo- I needed her to have, have a shoe missing. I needed her to have her hair, hair kept just, and now not as pretty as it was. I need like I need because if you're angry at somebody, I need her to look pissed. Right, if I'm, you're angry and wrath, not just angry but wrath to the point yeah. of wrath, you're not going to be. That's almost like I'm you're not going to be petite and pretty. In wrath, wrath is a whole nother level above anger. That's like, it's, I hate you forever. It's, oh, I know, it's, I get what I you're saying. I'm just saying God. that the point of the show is to be watched. And we watched the show. We watched the runway. Mm-hmm. We got wrath. We got wrath. We did not get wrath. We got anger. You got wrath. No, you I got, got wrath. anger. Wrath light. We got anger. We got wrath adjacent. Well, we got know, I got sleepy from Jirigi. I got, you got what? Sleepy. I did That's get sleepy off. from Teresa. Sleepy is, is not the same as law. <laughs> sleepy <laughs> is law. Who is slow? We are not synonyms. You are, you know what? You cannot synonyms. act like that is not sloth because nah. what you do in bed all day is you are reaching, nah. sir. You are nah. reaching. <laughs> That's like no. saying, I didn't see green with Samantha. I saw Monopoly money. No. <laughs> My point is, Monopoly. the message was conveyed. <laughs> I, I, I just think that for I think that for Paquita's the downside was the fact that a lot of the background of the wrath came implied in the story. And it was one of those things where if you didn't fully know the story, then you would get, oh, she's angry, she's pissed. But I don't think you would fully get the connection of where the wrath is coming from, because I think that was like supposed to be really symbolic with each one of the roses for like, I think it was like the 12... Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know that story. Something like that. Yeah, like that was the the because Logan was the one who commented on it. Logan said they understood the reference, and I was like, I think that ended up being a bit of the downside too. Is if you didn't fully get it, you would know, but you wouldn't get the full connection. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I saw her being angry. I just wanted more wrath. I wanted her to be angry, and yes, I did want her to be a little bit more toe up, a little bit, but. You know, because I feel like, too, if she would have done it, but done it like somewhat that same way and same style and presented and everything, but did maybe a character that we knew that was kind of wrath like American wise, maybe like a, you know what I mean? Some like 
like um like some forlorn like spirit or something like that you know what i mean that we knew of like um like in american folklore then i feel like mm -hmm. that it could have been something where we're like oh we know what you're doing you're doing blah 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 from this nursery story you're doing mm -hmm. da, 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 from this and the wrath would already be like implied and i bet a lot of people in espana who are watching it got that reference already and were like okay no we get wrath this this completely makes sense and then for some people it was like she look a little mad she kind of taking some clothes off and i was like okay i was in the middle i was giving her benefit of the doubt but i didn't know the reference so i yeah mm -hmm. Well, we don't need to talk about last week. <laughs> all this time. I'm sorry, We're I got stalling. you. It's okay. No, because, look, yeah, we we really are not trying to talk about this week, nope. <laughs> but we'll we'll get through it. We'll muster through it. Um, so we get back into the workroom next day. We get the message from Pakita because they do that the next day, and so they come in. They read the message. Lethus is like, "I'm so sorry, Pakita." There you go. I'm like, "Are you sorry?" But it's okay. Wipe it down. Also, also nice little fun note. We currently have more bald contestants than contestants with hair in the competition left. Work. There's even more now. Shit, but you know, right. Work. So, There's only I'm one like, with hair. Now. <laughs> huh? There's only one with hair now. There's only one with hair now. Yeah. Right. So, um, conversation quickly goes to uh, Sagittarius. How she's feeling and. How she's not, you know, well, she is dead she's, behind eyes, y'all. Yeah, she's at that point she was dead. So, um, yeah, they keep going. Y'all have any work on stuff? Yeah. So uh, they ask her, like, so who do you think should have been in the bottom uh, before Paquita? And she's like, I think there's two people that should have been in the bottom before her, and that's Samantha and Sethless. Um, and somehow somebody took that to mean that poopy shouldn't have been in the bottom. And I didn't take, I didn't understand it to mean that I'm just, I took it as, okay, poopy's where she belongs. Paquita should just jump up above Samantha and Sethless. And honestly, that would have matched my rankings personally. Um, but yeah, that, that seemed to just kind of set people off again, which is fair. Like it's, if you're getting that critique, I get like being upset about that. I think that my, I think that where I disagreed with her with that, especially when she says Samantha, I said, wait a minute, what? Um, there seems to always become this notion when it comes to design challenges that the better your outfit looks, then the better you've done in the design challenge. And I feel like that sometimes some people will look at a better constructed outfit that might not fully fit the brief as being stronger than an outfit that fits the brief, but it's not the best constructed. And that was really my only like mental breakdown of how she would think that Samantha should possibly be in the bottom of all places. Um, because I was like, well, maybe she's going off the fact that her third look probably didn't look the best, the most constructed. But when it comes to hitting the brief of it being greed, it did that in spades. And so mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those where I'm I like a lot for me, a lot stronger than her lust did for herself. So that's why I'm kind of like, I wouldn't see her ranking under you then if when the main part of the challenge was the third look and having it really hit concept, they were stronger on concept than you were. So I just, that, that, that was just me. I was kind of like, um, that was a weird name to throw out. I would have said maybe Hornella as opposed to Samantha. 
Yeah. It, and it's funny because I'm kind of the opposite. I first want it to be a very good look. Like concept is secondary for me. In fact, there's been challenges where they're given unconventional materials and somebody will take it and they'll completely make it look like it was not an unconventional material to begin with. And I'm like, well, that's talent. That's talent. And then they'll get read, be like, I can't see the original material. And I'm, as long as they're not like taking fabric from the fabric wall. Right. I think that's super impressive when you can take something unconventional and make it look like you bought it somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do understand with this specific challenge, you have to marry that a little bit. Yeah, because that was that was what I was saying with the last uh, uh, review for last week because I was like, that happens sometimes when we have those unconventional material challenge. And it's not like it needs to fit a certain brief. It just needs to not look like a bunch of scraps or whatever. And in that retrospect, oh, yeah, Sagittarius completely cleared a bunch of them out. You know what I mean? But this mm -hmm. one also did have the brief of it fitting a specific category. And mm -hmm. I don't feel like that it fully fit that as strongly as other people's fit their categories. So That's fair. Absolutely. So the we get um, Supreme coming in. And Supreme comes in and tells them that the Maxi Challenge this week is they're going to do a girl group. And they're going to split up in teams. And they're going to come up with the song. Well, come up with the choreography. Come up with whatever. Pick your teams. Go ahead and do it right now. Yeah. And they have two versions. They have a pop version. And an and urban, an version. urban version. And Poopy, with her no-hair do-rag wearing ass. No, she was happy about that urban version, honey. <laughs> In the confessionals, trying to... <laughs> And beatbox and you know Grandmaster Flash and I said, yeah, I said she's like me gente finally. Finally, the challenge for me. Calm down, Uncle. Calm down. She said, Poopy said, hold on. Yes, <laughs> this is what I've been Babe. waiting for. Babe, this, ready. Like, this is I'm what right. I've been waiting for. I've been ready to go. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. I said, if Poopy comes out rapping, I'm a scream. Child. <laughs> child. I was ready to walk away. I was ready to walk away, child. Like, but they they go to split up in groups. And so Samantha quickly grabs Seth List. It's like, Seth List. And then she looks over and she sees Jerigi, who is holding on to Hon Onella. And she's standing there. And they're like, Jerigi, Jerigi. Jerigi. She's like, oh, well, I don't know what season you were on. <laughs> right. Season two. Come on. And then she's like, oh, well, all right. And she walks over and they're like, and so set and Onella is like, mm, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Jerisha was smart. She knew what she was doing. And yep. it wasn't even a season two thing. It was, I'm going to be with the high, I'm going to be with the people that got better rankings right now that I actually feel like can achieve something in a girl group. Because being the other girl group looked like if there were three robbers in Home Alone and they decided to start dancing. I was like, what is. We will get into it. We will get into <laughs> it indeed. But so the groups pan out and it's Jerigi, it's Drag Seth List, and it's Samantha Ballantyne, all of season two, against Poopy Poison, Onela Gongara, and Sagittaria. And Sagittaria's like, fine, yeah, whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, 
And um, yeah, they go to pick what they were, what songs, which version of the song they're going to do. And Jerry uh, G's like, we like pop. They're like, yeah, pop. We like pop. And so they're like, yep, we'll do pop. And so Poopy was like, yo, 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 ready to do Irving, y'all, period. Yeah. <laughs> We need, right we need like an urban nickname for Poopy. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to think about that. Urban for Poopy? Yeah. DJ Poop. Right, DJ Poop. Uh, Little Poop. Grandmaster Poopy. Grandmaster Poopy. Grandmaster Poopy. LL Cool Poop. LL Cool Poop. Shawty Poop. Shawty Poopy, baby. Poopy Shawty. <laughs> How about Fresh Poop and DJ Jazzy Poison? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Not Poopy being two people at once. Ah, <laughs> She's breaking the mold, baby. She being two people. She is hip hop. She is DJ Jazzy Poopy with the Fresh Poop. Oh, man. She's all hype person. Fresh Poop. Fresh Poop. Oh, my God. DJ Poison, period. Fresh Poop. Pooper Poop. See, instead of it going beer, 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 it goes poop, 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 Yes, that's how she, that's how she brand all her music. You know how how DJ Khaled is always in the background. DJ Khaled, you'd be like poop, 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 and every song. Rhymes. Hmm. Poops to rhymes. Oh no, no, we're not gonna do that, Buster. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. <laughs> but so they get the urban, so they off and they have to go to the real recording. And um, I got a little bone to pick with a certain person when we get to this point. But um, the guest producers were two uh, girl group people who are involved in girl groups. Um, it was uh, Tammy Nusu from Sweet California. And Carlos Man Marco from R Aaron Aaron or Aaron. I don't know how to pronounce that. Are you Aaron? But yeah, they were the uh, guest producers. And um, so here's my gripe. Um, Tammy's a beautiful Afro Latina queen. She's gorgeous. She's in there. She's doing her thing. She's ready to help. Come on, Black Queen. Uh huh. Period. And um. I think it was Samantha. Samantha. Yeah, because they went first. They grew in there, Samantha, um, Drag, and um, and uh, Jerichi. They went in there. They went to record their things. And Samantha was like, she said something. And I was like, hold on. Hold, am I, am I oh, lost? I know I what like, you, yeah. Hmm? There was when a she, thing that was weird to me, too. She said, yeah, this little girl or this little person she, she she a little producer she a little artist like she like downplayed this girl's accomplishments this woman's mm. accomplishments and she was like yeah she's this little one is helping me with like my words or whatever she's literally trying to help make this song better for you and that give like good advice really good advice and she was felt like she was downplaying her but she was hyping up the, the dude that was there. And I was like, okay, Miss Valentine, I'm, I don't want to call I, micro What did I just I'm calling out microaggressions. 
And what did I just teach you about uh, the gay community and what's common in it? <sighs> Misogyny. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? I'm calling out microaggressions when I see them because that's what I'm going to start doing with my life. And that there was a microaggression because what you not go do is downplay this beautiful black queen's accomplishments in her group of Sweet California and she trying to help you and you calling her little girl. Mm. While you look like a big old man. Right. And that's a grown woman right there, first of all. Don't do it. Don't. You're Overgrown man, like an overripe banana, like over, <laughs> old, over, like, oh yeah, one sheet of old toilet paper. You are old. <laughs> you Which will age like the bottom of a cassava melon for the rest of your life. You will never, ever, ever touch her elegance or brilliance oop, when oop. it comes to your skin or its uh, ability to collect moisture for the rest of your life. You will forever. <laughs> Have a Sahara desert of a face <laughs> and a Samantha, goat desert of a cheek. Samantha and, is three years younger Kalahari than me. Desert of a chin. She looks older than yep. you. Three years younger than she's she's younger than all of us. Older, older than all of us. She's thirty six. Wow. Mm. Well, I would tell you, Samantha, I love you, but but not doing Black History Month. No, what we not go do. Wait and I know y'all don't celebrate Black History Month in Spain. I know y'all don't. But think on Demayo, you can pop off. But until then, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't call that little. Don't call her a little girl. Like, don't do that. But that was the one thing that bothered me. That's all I have. But yeah, everything else was pretty much like they came into recordings. They um. And also, real, parts? I want to also real quick. I want to say something just in case this does happen to randomly make it to Samantha. Someone says to Samantha, Samantha, you should know better. You are, like I said, old, but at the same time, there is such a horrible stigma when it comes to how queer men treat cisgender women. You should know better, and you should be a little bit more respectful and be open to having her in that space and be respectful for her help as opposed to treating her like she's beneath you because you're on the show and she's just helping you. Her check might still be bigger than yours. Don't do that. Check probably is bigger than yours. Let's, let's keep it. Let's be honest. Her check is probably bigger than yours because she had to take time out of her busy schedule to come help you. You volunteered to be there, so and yeah, her check is probably bigger than yours. And you're gonna be dancing on a bar for fifteen dollars. Don't do that <laughs> while she's touring the world or the country or whatever. Don't do that. But yeah. But yeah, they record and it, it come out. They 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 did really good. I will say the first group, mm -hmm. even in the recording in a in the um initial recording, it was it seemed like I was like, okay, this song could be interesting. This gonna be good. I liked Jerigi's uh verse from the get go. Like when she started doing it, I was like, oh, I think this is gonna be hot. I think this is gonna be hot because I was like, okay, all right, all right. But and I that was before hearing all the other stuff that we didn't see. I was like, this one might be good. I was I was impressed. I was impressed with the first group, even at the practice stage or the initial recording stage. It was pretty good. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I I'll go ahead, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't notice Jurigi a lot in that. Like after that was over, I was like, did I miss Jurigi? Because I didn't remember her recording the the vocals. Um, but we'll get into the vocals uh, because I was very impressed. Um, one thing that I've been loving with Jurigi this season is. <laughs> You know how some people go into this competition and they go, I'm just coming here to have fun. I know what I'm doing. 
I know what I'm here to serve. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know what my brand is. I'm just going to come here and have my best time and y'all are just going to eat it. And that is the energy I feel like Jerichi has gave since the minute she walked in. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm having a blast here. The way she even answers like little questions and stuff to her confessional. Mm-hmm. She's always like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she does that look. <laughs> Every I time, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like I'm just uh, 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 and I'm just like, I'm so glad you're having a blast doing this <laughs> because I know that she, I felt like that she um didn't have that like much of a like freedom with doing it towards around the end of her original season, uh, and so I'm just happy that she's back and we got a new like new refound like lease on life and she's just like, she's really leaning into like the little coquettish. Mm-hmm. Naughty, milfy mommy. You know what I mean. I'm, I'm a little, uh, a little sexy fantasy. You know what I mean. Like, I hate the only thing I hate. I guess I would say now is the fact that we didn't get any like team challenge going further. Because I would have loved to see her and Paquita as a team together doing mm-hmm. just some sexy, slutty like performance or number yes. or acting challenge or something. That is oh, why I think so Jerichi kept Paquita. That is why I think Jerichi kept her because she wanted to work with her. She wanted yeah. to do more stuff. She wanted her around. It would have been so great. Could you imagine the swap between Poopy and uh, Paquita in this situation instead of... It would have been so great, but yeah. yeah. I, like, I, I, if this, uh, like if this challenge, instead of being a girl group challenge, was a makeover challenge, and they had to make over each other. Ah, uh, Jerichi and Paquita on a team together, that would have been that would have been the win right there. <laughs> Easily. That would be the over girls for sure. Over for sure. But then we get the other group coming in, and then their, their recording was a little awkward, but that's because Saj was a little off she was she was not feeling it even in the when they were coming up with the stuff we could tell that Sagittarius was just not she wasn't saying nothing mm-hmm. she wasn't really adding anything to the conversation she was just like whatever she was a human yep she had two eyeballs yep um, she, stood, she sat there she had legs she was breathing yep thankfully mm-hmm. but she, even and in if, hindsight, that was a big sign. Absolutely. Big sign. Because how do you go from someone who was being very vocal and very talkative about something and they're very passionate about how they're feeling to now they're very withdrawn? Just shut very down. Just like. shut down. She completely shut down and nobody paid attention to her. And we'll continue to talk about that. They sure talked about her, though. All well, they talked that. about her, but they never talked, talked to, to her. her. Never did. And that was the crazy thing. But she was there and everybody, you know, their rehearsal wasn't as smooth, mm-hmm. I would say, as the first groups. They kind of went through it and had little moments of trying to figure it out. But the, the two people, um, uh, uh, um, Tammy and Carlos, they helped and they gave, like I said, really good advice mm-hmm. to both groups to help make this song smooth and a good transition with them. Yeah, the the one uh, that really stood out to me in this rehearsal was Ornella. She started out doing like this falsetto voice for her verse. And it was like, oh, okay, that's a choice. But then uh, they were like, why don't you just bring that down an octave? And then when she did, I was like, wow, that sounds really good. Like she has a really nice voice. Absolutely. I was like, I didn't know you had that voice, girl. What happens is a lot of times with the drag entertainers, especially if they're not like vocalists, is especially to depending on what our natural voice sounds like, is for us a deeper voice kind of 
breaks the mental like effect of us giving the illusion of being more feminine. So you'll have a lot of people that are put on a falsetto or somewhat of a higher pitched voice to hit mm -hmm. that. And then the downside is if something happens where they need to sing, then it's almost like, wait, do I sing in that fake voice or do I sing in my real voice? Mm -hmm. Because I will say that someone who I like who sings in their real voice, but yet it still has a natural sexy smoothness to it is Shea Kulai. I knew you were going to say that and I 100% agree. There's a lot of people I feel like that that have come out with drag race music and stuff and it sounds like they're trying to sing in their character voice or make it sound like the character is singing it. But like with it being Shay and it being the style of music that she does, it just fits perfectly. It, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just, that's why I love the fact that when she switched that up, it just, it flowed so mm -hmm. much. It sounded so much smoother. I was like, that's all you got to do. I was Absolutely. like, you can carry a regular tune. So like, don't strain yourself. Have Absolutely. The richness in that baritone voice was so sexy. And I don't care what you look like. Like, I don't think that's breaking the fantasy. And I think that's what a lot of, like you say, a lot of drag artists think they're breaking the fantasy if they're giving a lower, deeper voice. It's a real antiquated notion kind of thing. It's right. one of those old school mental things that we've heard from generations of drag queens before us of like drag being equal linked to femininity, period. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of that has been broken up over the past couple of decades with people becoming a lot more gender fluid and expansive in their drag, where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna have chest hair. Yeah, I'm gonna have a mustache. Yeah, I'm gonna have a deeper voice, da da da, da. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if I want more people to start using, because I don't know about y'all, but a sexy, smooth, rich, baritone voice coming out of anybody? It works. Sexy, it works. It's like, I would rather you sing down here and be low and make it make it make me feel like oh that's like melted butter kind of smooth like uh instead of you forcing it and it sounded all really grainy against my ears because you're trying to sing up here and your voice ain't naturally there it's no james Man mansfield uh, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's let's keep it's it low. Keep it. The <laughs> let's keep it in the in Miss. But look, anyway, we're gonna move because we gotta get to the choreography part. Okay. And the first group comes out and the they're doing their choreography and Drax Epis is leading. The choreography and making sure they get places and then all of a sudden someone comes walking out behind them and they're like oh you're here and they i'm sure they thought oh he's gonna come and teach us choreography he's like no no you're going i'm you're going to teach me the choreography me and and then i'm going to teach the other dancers so show me what we got <laughs> they were like oh, oh okay so they go into day one and the two and the bop and then this choreographer got a little handsies when he came to drag Sethmas. And I was like, sir, she is, she is trying to teach you some steps. Not trying to have you freaking her and grind it up on it. Like, he was like, wow. And I was like, oh, I feel cool. <laughs> but you notice what she did. She took his hands and redirected them like more sensitive areas. She's like, like here, now put them, them here. Here, it comes here. So I was like, well, maybe she did want it. I don't know. But Drag Zephyrus. She's a way. horny queen. She is a little horny queen. Drag Zephyrus mm -hmm. can get it, though. Drag Zephyrus is cute. <laughs> I, I said she's a cute one. She wanted to get one. Drag Zephyrus is a little cute. 
Absolutely. But I feel like she know it. I feel like she's one of those like oh, she's absolutely. probably on she's probably on OnlyFans in Spain. And they know <laughs> that's what that is. Oh, trying to get to know why she on set, honey. But he was like, I'm gonna give it to you too. <laughs> <sighs> oh, oh, that's rocket. I was like, whoop, okay then, sure, word. But um that they probably they were look, this whole episode I, we knew from the moment they got together to the moment they recorded and the moment they were choreographing this whole thing. I was like, they finna win. Okay. I don't really care what y'all say they finna win. I mean, like, even with choreographer Poopy Poison, <laughs> even with choreographer Poopy Poison doing the tap tap shoes like this this kickball chain, I was like, "Are we finna kickball chain in an urban song? Are we Poopy? Is that what you're doing? I thought you was DJ Poop 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 Poop. No, you talking about some kickball chain and a two step? What? But even in this moment, y'all, this is why I was like. If y'all are not seeing these neon bright light signs pointing at Sagittarius saying, I am not okay, you weren't trying to look. Because in that rehearsal, she was like, could we do, I, I think we should do, y'all don't want to do this? No? Oh, okay. No. We'll do, no. All right, we'll just, I was like, Are y'all just that disenfranchised right now and so upset with her that you're not even looking to see that she is screaming for help right now and y'all not seeing these signs? Like, I was like, something is wrong with her <laughs> and we're not seeing it. I was very annoyed at this moment. Very annoyed in this moment. Yeah. I, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't the happiest because it's just... I feel like that I wasn't the happiest too because I initially was one of those people that was a little annoyed with her last week because mm -hmm. I was thinking, okay, she's just overreacting this, then the other, da, 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 whatever. But seeing how it is physically and mentally taking a toll on her just through this episode, I'm kind of like, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a competition, girl. Like, if it's making you feel like this and stuff, like, nobody says that you can't bow out and then easily try to do something differently later or it's like you don't this isn't a one and done kind of situation you know what i mean it's not like if you do this and then you don't complete this or you don't make it to what you wanted to be or this thing or the whatever then like there's no more hope for you in drag there's no more drag race there's no more of this that and the other you know what i mean and then I know a lot of girls see this as like their only shot, but I'm like, shoot, you never know what can come up next down the pipeline. Hell, mm -hmm. next thing you know, they might end up getting rid of Supreme's ass and having you host it. <laughs> Who knows? You know, so it's like I, I, I just, it was just, it was a tough episode to watch for 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 us watching her, just because I felt for her so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they go through the choreography, they get to the thing, we move. Um, the next day they're getting ready for the challenge and, um, the groups are pretty much separated themselves to get, um, get ready. And so the conversation comes up to drag stuff is how she felt about the comments that Sagittarius made. And she's like, you know, it is what it is. She's, she can think what she want to think. I know you know, who I am, blah, blah, blah. 
sort of thing, just like just totally disregard. Which I'm like, yeah, absolutely for drag settlers. You you can't change other people's opinion of you, and how they feel is how they feel, and it's like it is what it is. I can't change how she felt in that moment, and if she still feels that that way. But then we get before that, I jumped ahead because we got the conversation with um, uh. Sagittarius came in and was like, I want to apologize to you guys. I want to apologize to how I was acting yesterday. I want to apologize to how I acted on the, at the, the last challenge. I want, I want to apologize because I felt like I was just, you know, I, I, I just, I was just upset and I just didn't feel, and I want to apologize to you guys for making you feel uncomfortable and all of the things. And then they were like, I mean, what are you apologizing for? Like, it was kind of a, they needed her to, I don't know, make uh, come up with more reasons to It's apologize. like they needed her to physically tell them I was wrong. And what reasons, like, I was wrong for saying you should have been at the bottom or that I should, like, I was wrong and I am sorry. Like, I don't know what they wanted from her. It's like they wanted, it, it, for me, it really came off as like another version of gaslighting. It was almost like they wanted her to basically take back everything she said and agree with everything that they said and move on and basically be like, yeah, you were having a crazy episode for no reason, da da da, whatever. And she's like, no, my emotions were valid at the time and I was feeling what I was feeling. I maybe overreacted for how, by how I was feeling and I didn't want the energy to like make everybody else feel weird, but. I wasn't just out there delusional. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's kind of a little bit of what they wanted her to do is to be like almost to recant her even being like thinking those things or, or voicing those kind of opinions. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, she should still be able to voice the opinions. You guys can just both agree to disagree and then move on from here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. This was where I started to get pretty, pretty annoyed during the episode because like, whether or not you accept her apology, that's fine. Like that's up to you whether or not you accept it. It was just all of the snide comments we get, we started getting from them. Like even in confessionals, even from people who were not involved in it at all. And I'm like, I'm disappointed in you because you're somebody that I've been rooting for. And I was hoping to see do well. And you're just coming across so petty when somebody's clearly like humbling themselves to apologize and they're clearly not in the right headspace right now. So I was just getting very disappointed. I think the only person that I'll give some grace to here was Samantha, because when they did separate into the groups and they started talking about, what do you think of the apology? And Samantha's like, I, I thought she really meant it. Like I, I, I felt that she was being sincere and that's when Sethless kind of shut it down. And said, no, no. And Samantha was one of the people that agreed with Sethless originally at the beginning of the episode that she was overreacting and stuff. So for Samantha to be like, well, I believe her, like, they should have took more stock in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like they want, I don't, it was just like, just seemed like, no, we don't think your apology, we have the right to judge how you should apologize. And this just doesn't feel right to me. And it was like, that doesn't give you, it, it just, it, it just bothered me. It bothered me to, I was just like, yeah, I was just, mm -mm, I don't, and then, and then it got mad. So I was like, well, you're getting defensive. Of course she's getting defensive because you, she apologized to you. And then you turn around like that wasn't enough. You wanted more. She's like, what else do you want me to give you right now? Yeah. Like, it just, I don't know. 
because that is, I feel like, where the empathy ends up being lacking. Because at the end of the day, regardless if they do or don't know each other, quote unquote, they are all still sisters. So they should still be able to grant each other some kind of grace when it comes to maneuvering through this pressure pressure cooker of a situation that all of them have had to go through before. You know what I mean? Like it, it's that was just very off to me, you know, and um, I don't know, maybe it's because of the fact that the only other person there that's from season one is Poopy. And maybe they are using that as an excuse, but we don't know Sagittarius that well or this, that, and the other, da, da, da. And I'm just kind of like, well, at the same time, she's not some random person that just walked off the street. Like, she she, she started doing this before y'all did. So, like, damn. Right. <laughs> right. But <sighs> those conversations happened and we moved because I think that's we <coughs> right from that to the runway. So, that's where we go go. Go, go. I forgot to take it off the loop. Ooh. <laughs> oh, hold on. And, and, uh, outfit. I, I saw Supreme's outfit, and I was kind of a little bit um, confused by it at first. I, it wasn't bad. It gives me Miss One from the Wiz vibes. That she just played. And so I liked the purple, I mean, the blue. And I didn't realize that the feather trims and the stuff on the side were purple. I thought that it was just like a shifting fabric that was shifting from like blue to purple when she moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I know, because I have some fabric that's kind of like that. Out of oh, yeah, huh? But it kind of shifts. Yeah. And it's one of the kind of fabrics that, like, when you take, it's like the that. Is it Ivy Park? Paris Hilton had the one where, like, if you take a picture and like the flash hits it, the flash. Mm-hmm. Like, it bounces back. It's one of those. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of thought that's what that was at first. And I was like, wait, this is really cool. And I was like, it's it's okay. Once I realized it's purple feathers, I was like, it's okay. But I, thought, <laughs> I thought Supreme had just hit us with a, a, a I mean, Brooklyn Heights level runway or something. But I was like, I, mean, I think she kind of did that though. I think the fabric is that blue fabric is kind of like shifting from a little purple, like iridescent purple into mm-hmm. blue when the light hits it right but it's one of those it's just more bluish for sure but i can look at the little side the, like if you look deep within it on that the blue panel you can see a little purplish a little bit i'll see what you're saying by where hannah's at yeah 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 a little bit so i think she does have that fabric where it shifts but the light hits it but here's the panel they're looking great with the guest judge natty peluso she's an artist who um, is pretty big, apparently, in Spain. So there she is. This is the panel. They all look good, I think. I think they all look good this time. For once, I can say everybody looks good. This pants that Natty is wearing, though, I'm not a fan of those pants. But I'm confused by the pants. Half? <laughs> not a fan of her pants. Which half? The chair. It looked like she peed on herself on one side of the pants. Half like, is denim and half of it went to Gang City, apparently. Yeah, it's just not, yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of the pants, girl. But everything else, you look all right, I guess. But the hobbies are doing all right this week. I'm not even mad at their outfits this week. I'm like, all right. But analogging, eat, work. Queen analogging. Queen Anna always eats. But always. Always eats. But we're going into the girl groups because we have the first group. The Over Girls oh, yeah. performing their song Superstar. 
Let's talk about this group, y'all. <laughs> I, I liked the uh, cover picture of theirs. It was real cute. It was giving me 90s, like, not 90s, but giving me like 2000, like, I don't know, like, like hip hop. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's almost like, like salt and pepper ish or something like that. But if they weren't black, <laughs> it's really like, is there like TLC, but if they weren't black, like hip hop, like do it. Is there a Destiny's Child if they weren't black? Like very like very girl group trio. Very it's cute. It's cute. Very salt and pepper and spinderella with Jerezy in the middle. Cause Jerezy is Spinderella with the pink tights on and then right. salt and pepper. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me very salt and pepper, Spinderella, very like you say, Destiny's Child, Jerezy is Beyonce. Um Giving me, yeah, TLC. 3LW. 3LW. Adrian. Adrian Ballon. She is that. Um, a TLC and she's T Boss, Jerezy's T Boss. Yeah, it's, it's giving me that. It's giving me that. It's black with the Q. Black with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if they black. were black, if they were black, you know, black, they were black. I love it. I thought they're they looked white. Good. They're called white with a Y. <laughs> white with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. White with a Y. White with a Y. Maybe they'd be like, <gasps> did they just say they're white? Yes, that's their name. They white. <laughs> we had black. They can be white. I wouldn't look. I wouldn't care if a group came out and named themselves white. I'd be like, if that's what you want to go with, Bill, do you? Hey, now show me it. how white you are. <laughs> live in it. Love it. Live in it. Live in it. Love your first. Hmm? I did not recognize Sethless. Like she, this is a transformation for her. Yeah. Well. It's also too because uh, I just noticed she's wearing hair. Mm -hmm. She don't wear hair a lot. She should do like, more often, honestly. Okay, okay. Can I also say, to be very blunt, watching their performance, mm -hmm. it was it was kind of Sethless and the girls. Mm -hmm. It was kind of Sethless and the girls. It was very Sethless. Like in order for me, it was Sethless, the Jerichi, and Samantha. See, I have I have pretty complicated uh, feelings. Like this is honestly one of the hardest nights to judge so far, um, because well, I do agree, Sethless was the standout, but then I had a hard time judging because I really appreciated Jirigi's vocals. I love the vocals. Like she she took something and she like added a stamp on the song that nobody else in either group did. So that alone could have put her in the top. But if you watch her when they're performing, she's she doesn't have the energy the other two had. And she was a little behind on the choreo. Mm -hmm. I was about to say that, too. I was like, I love Jerisha to death. But for some reason, it's almost like that lackadaisical kind of easy breezy way that she like does confessionals and stuff was like the way she was performing mm -hmm. and the song and everything was mm -hmm. moving too fast. Mm -hmm. So she just, it didn't fully look like it was connecting. I was like, why do I feel like you're, I know you're singing this and these are you, your vocals, but why does it not look like you're saying them? Yeah. Right. Like you know, if, if it was a tight shot just on her, 
I think I would have appreciated more. But then when you see the wide shots, it's like, okay, it's not as cohesive because you're doing your own thing. It's a good thing, but it's just not matching. Especially I mean, it, because you can actively see that Dragsephalus was holding back. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah, can see Dragsephalus was not turned all the way up because he wanted to stay on level with everybody else. So it just made the rest of them look like they were trying to catch up to Dragsephalus. Yeah, I think that was, you saw the wave of how people were trying to match each other's energy, but it was kind of like very lopsided and when they were doing their own thing, like you said, they when they were doing their own thing, when Drag Cephalus was doing her spot, it was like, mm, we saw Drag Cephalus at, on, at her peak. It was bam, she was hitting everything, saying every word, great. But then when she got with the group, she had to match their energy, so she had to bring it down because Jerezy is very, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. and, and like even going into the stunts that she was trying to do, like when they were going to lift her up, she was kind of like, all right, here's my leg, pick me up. It was so, the energy level was not that. And Samantha was trying to be funny, but stay on, on, on beat and keep... It was just a lot. It was a lot. I think overall, I think they were still the best group, but yeah. like you, you, they weren't perfect. Like it wasn't something that was like, this is the best thing I've ever mm-hmm. seen on Drag Race. This girl group was everything, but they were still the best group. I feel like that even I like. I was even trying to think like maybe they could have done the order of when the girls did their rap, like did their lyrics like differently. And maybe that would have helped the flow come off better. But it's like, no, not really. Because if you would have had Dragsephalus start, then Dragsephalus would have fireballed out. And then the other two would have had to catch up, which obviously we know they wouldn't have been able to do. Or you would have had to reverse it and have Dragsephalus last. And then it would have looked like all the performances were mid until Dragsephalus shows up. You know what I mean? So it's like, she was kind of, she she, she was just the more strongest and more present out of the three there. So she had to be the person to kind of play the straight man. Mm-hmm. Like she had to match. She had to match their level. Otherwise, she was going to dwarf them, and they were going to dock her for it. So it was like I get that. Mm-hmm. But overall, I thought this was a the better group. Um, Very much so. They looked like a group. But if this was an album cover, I would believe it. I would. Yeah. Believe it. I would believe it. I'd be like, oh, these girls about to come out and do something. I believe it. And it's it. funny because they give that girl group of like friends. Mm-hmm. They're three girlfriends that have been friends yeah. forever and now they're in a group together. Right. Like that kind of a situation. Like, Absolutely. They don't like, look like the PTA. Looking at their favorite oh. bar or wherever where they first came out with their first whatever. You know what I mean? It's very cute. Early they definitely don't look, yeah. They definitely don't look like the PTA. They look like Unlike. the PTA. That's just the PTA. They look like a fresh group of girls. Coming out of high school, college, starting a, a girl group. Period. Okay. Well, uh, this is the older sister. Samantha's the older sister, but she's the cool older sister. So she kind of like, yeah. She buys. She um. She, she buys. Used to buy them alcohol. But right, right, them. right. They had a great time growing up. But we'll go to the next group, which is the three P H C. Speaking of the PTA. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, I do like how they made the P out of uh old girl out of um Ornella being the P instead of putting P. But sure, three P H C. They should have a poopy there if they want to <laughs> it to be the P. 
Maybe because she's poop. Well, she's poop, not pee. That's number two. Mm. But yeah, so what do we think about three PHC? I have complicated thoughts on this group too. <laughs> because two of them, like, am I judging how much they auto tune the hell out of Sagittaria and Poopy? Because their vocals were so touched up. Meanwhile, I thought Ornella sounded really good. Like we we knew she she had a good rehearsal, so her vocals sounded good. But as far as the performance goes, this might be a hot take. I thought Sagittarius ate them up with the performance. Oh, she no, definitely did. Oh, she definitely did. Okay. okay, I wasn't sure if I was the only one who You cooled down with that take. That was okay. absolutely true. <laughs> and Ornella, something about the way she looked and the way she performed, a word that comes to mind is frumpy. I don't, it was just an eyesore watching her. Like, this is the least I've ever liked Ornella was in this challenge. I was like, why did you take this woman from TJ Maxx and put her in a bodysuit and tell her to do a challenge? And that wig? Both of them. You took the first you took the front desk clerk and the manager from the local marshals <laughs> and you put them in um some of Shangela's old outfits. Oh my god. It's very giving drag in a bag. If anybody's <laughs> ever been to a drag show where a drag queen will pull someone randomly out of the audience and pull out a random wig and outfit out of a bag and will change them into drag on stage and have them perform a number. Sagittaria just pulled um, this uh, manager and her uh, her employee out, um, you know, on a Tuesday night after it was a hectic day at the, at the Marshalls and they just closed at 9.30. And they're there drinking their, um, their dirty Shirley's and she calls them up on stage. It's their first time out. Woo! First drag show. Woo! And she put them in drag. And now they have battled against each other. And the audience will pick who the winner is. This is fully what this is. Okay. I had a thought, too, what I thought this was. You know how you have, like, <coughs> the um, a girl's doing a talent show or they're doing a talent show of some kind of thing. And they say a category, they have different categories at the talent show. And one of the categories is you have to perform with your parents. You know, the parents are going to be performing with you. It's like, if you seen Bring It and they had the parents come out with the, uh, the dancing dolls, then the parents are have to be a part of the, the, the category. That's what this was. This was Sagittarius. She is the actual dancer of the group and she's the one who's the star and she's trying to get on this show or she's trying to do you know be in this talent show and they were like okay different category is bring out your mom and so she's like my mom is here but my auntie's here too so both of them are going to perform because i'm extra because i do the most because everybody does so little so i do the most so she brought out her mom and they've been rehearsing this number in their basement for like three weeks and she was like we go do this Y'all have to, I want to advance in this competition. So I need my mom and my aunt to come out and we go do this number. And they worked on it for three weeks in the basement. And damn. Three I thought, I thought of a plot for a movie just now. Ooh. It's about a girl who has 
two lesbian moms and she finds out at school that there's going to be a father-daughter dance and she's like crap i don't have a father so she's trying to figure out a solution and at the end she decides well i got to take one of my moms and she decides to bring both of her moms to the father-daughter dance no 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 the real plot is that there is a father-daughter dance but what she's done is she's told each one of them individually and said she only wanted to go with them so both of them unknowns to each other are both getting ready for the same night it's oh yeah because they're they split up they're estranged right. it, yes yes <laughs> it makes me think of like bride wars but like with mom with like stepmoms oh other plot twist wait the daughter her mom and her her dad does drag. Her dad is the town embarrassment because he does drag. But it's a parent, like it's a mother daughter or a father daughter dance or whatever. And the the they, the townspeople was like, you can't bring your dad here because he's a drag queen and we don't like them around these parts and all this stuff. And she's like battling back and forth like do i go do i not should i stay should i go and then she says you know what screw you town i'm bringing my dad and my mom and and she said i want my dad to be the drag queen the amazing drag queen that she is and her mom and her dad comes and they all are dressed in these beautiful sparkly outfits and they kill their number so I got I I have I have another I have another plot. It is very similar to yours. It is a plot that we have seen and heard before, and I feel like that this would be very funny. Okay, here we go. Seth Terry and her mom just moved to a new city after getting after dealing with a messy divorce. <laughs> and the dad is still trying to get back into her life, Mrs. Doubtfire style. I know. So she shows up in drag <laughs> and cosplays as like a dance instructor or whatever to help get them ready for the mother-daughter dance. And then next thing you know, she show up to the dance too and drag, boom, you find out it's the daddy, bop, 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 because they asked for a last minute chaperone, so she gonna work the party. <laughs> next thing you know, her wig get caught on a chandelier, it come <laughs> off in the middle of the in the middle of the stage. <gasps> it was you the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's Mrs. Doubtfire too. It's very yeah. Period. Period. It's so funny because when Lana was saying her plot, when she was about to end, I was going to be like, and that's the plot for Mrs. Doubtfire 2. <laughs> <laughs> that was so I was going, so I was like, oh, this is so Mrs. Doubtfire. We love that. I love, look, we could do a dance instructor for Mrs. Doubtfire to be the dad. We could love, I, I'm, I'm here for it. Let's make it happen, whoever out there, movie person. Mrs. Or, Doubtfire too. Or, she, or, like or it's like a Miss Nelson is missing thing, and she plays like the substitute teacher to like get close to her. Love. Work. Well, with all of that said, I, think I, I would have had Sagittarius life. safe out of this. Absolutely, she would have been safe for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 I just mm, like it. Uh, I that, that's what frustrated me because of this whole situation. It's like Yeah, the the latter half of this episode really just kind of frustrated me the way mm -hmm. things went because I was like, I, even with her doing all of that, I felt like that she wasn't going to get the praise that she deserved to get anyway, and she knew that, and that, yeah, but, yeah. Yep. So let's let let us go because 
we do have a runway to get to. Oh, yeah. And it's divine of death. That's the category, y'all. One last thing that I forgot to mention, but I just saw in my notes. I did love how the um, Ova girls, when they finished their songs, they all took off their wigs and showed they were bald. Mm-hmm. That was cute. That was cute. That was cute. Um, I, I'm not sure if I put this order in order, but I think I did. But we'll see. Up first was Onilla Gongara. David, you start us off. Yes. Um, I thought she was very pretty. Um, I so I didn't know exactly what to expect based on the like verbiage of this runway theme. So I was like, what does this entail? And so my first thought when I saw this was like, I want it to be brighter colors. Like it felt like a really muted purple, and I wanted to see more purple. But I think it kind of makes sense more now in, in hindsight, just knowing that it's more the sparkle um that is the focus. Um, but yeah, I thought she looked really good. Uh, I love all the jewels on her on her neck. Um, I thought the wig was really cool. Um, so yeah, I thought this was one of her stronger looks so far this season. Um, I would agree too. Um, for me, I almost wish that she would have taken it to like. I feel like that. I feel like that. I mean, I guess she would have had to change up makeup and stuff, which I mean, I understand that's not the easiest to do. I do wish that she kind of would have went a little bit more with kind of like the blue and more muted colors in her face because it looks like her face is just ridiculously warm and then everything else is just mm. cool. And I feel like that it would have just looked maybe really cool and crystallized white walker, maybe like crystallized ready for the runway kind of a situation if she would have done maybe some blue or purple more tones in her blush and her face makeup. Um, just to pull the whole thing down and make it look a little bit more colder. Uh, but that's just me nitpicking. Um, just because the, the disconnect kind of gets me a little bit when I go from her face color to her neck. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, I love the effect of the uh, the body suit that's underneath and this like coat that she has over it. The sleeves are nasty. I love a good sleeve. I'm one of those drag queens that I love a good something that has a little movement or a little um, extra zhuzh when it comes to your arms and your hands. So when you move it around, it kind of adds to this allure and this fantasy that you're giving. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. And I feel like that Hornella is always one of those kind of people that I felt like has not given me crunchy runways. Thank God. Like, I feel like that maybe her crunchiest runways might have been the first one or two weeks of her original season. And then after that, I ain't seen one from her since. And mm-hmm. I love it. So... Yeah, I think that um, I like this look. I think it was a decent look. I agree with you about the face. Like, I wanted it purple instead of pink. I wish it was like a purplish or a bluish kind of. Because if what I'm thinking is the uh, point of this is like uh, a frozen death or like I don't know. It's, it almost gives me like um, like White Walker, like. Um, like, um, what are those like the frost, uh, 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 people or whatever from like Thor, you know what I mean? Where they have like this, like they look like they live in sub, like sub zero temperature, so they absolutely look, right, like lips are real purple Purplish and, and cold, and but you know, they're not cold because that's what they live in, but right, yeah, right, 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 
I like, and I like that idea. I just, yeah, I wanted that more in the face because as you, like, in the, like you said, the neck part is so purplish and dark and bluish. I wanted that in the face. Like if she would have continued that on in her face makeup, I would have been like, work feet down. Period. Like a ghost from the Titanic, maybe? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think also that would have helped a little bit more. Not saying that it was bad, but I feel like that would have helped emphasize the blending around her forehead a little bit better when it came mm -hmm. to the wig if mm -hmm. she would have done deeper colors because I feel like that she could have either done that, she could easily done that and then that purplish would have like faded into the blue of the hair. It's like that disconnect of pink right here, right on top of that blue. It's obvious that it's like, this is the wig. You know what I mean? Kind mm -hmm. of a thing. Mm -hmm. I gave it an 84. I give it an 85. Ooh, I gave it a 78. Mm -hmm. There we have Sagittarius. So your your answer is no. These are not in order, but that's okay. okay. That's okay. Um, so when Sagittarius came out in that bottom left look, I just saw pure glamour. I was living for how she looked when she first came out. I really loved that. Um, and. Yeah, the more I saw it, like she started to take things off. She took off her her uh, I don't know, robe, I guess you would call it, and then it just kind of became like a bedazzled bodysuit. And I definitely didn't like it as much. I do like the wig though. The wig is is a good touch, but I feel like she did not fit the brief as well as most of the other people. But I still just really love that bottom look, and it's it's one of those complicated things where I'm like. Do I judge it on how much I like a part of it, or do I judge it on how well it fit the theme? Um, so I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna take off some points for not matching the theme as well as the others. But that that first look, I really like that. Yeah, I I like the looks. I love what they're giving. The bottom left one looks like a painting. Um, it looks like uh, like a Parisian like watercolor that you would see in a cafe or something like that. Um, I think that the issue that I had was the fact that it did seem like that the, it seemed like she had the opportunity to do two references and she didn't and she accidentally ended up mixing them together and it, it made a subpar look overall. Um, I feel like that the headpiece is a little bit too sparkly for the bodysuit. I either would have wanted less sparkles in the headpiece or more sparkles in the bodysuit so that they would go together. Um, but I do feel like that it could have been a bit of a missed opportunity because she's doing like that rain droplet kind of mm -hmm. situation, which <clears throat> could very, very, very much have been like uh, a la Kim K's Met Gala look. But it didn't fully go there. Um, but then also with the wig, it's giving me that it could have been a share reference, but it doesn't fully go there either. So it's 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 in a weird in-between place where it's pretty, but it's not wowing me, wowing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I did like, I'm, I'm curious if you liked it. I did like when she came out and she kicked off her shoes and then just walked on her tiptoes the rest of the time. I thought that was a cute touch. <laughs> I was like, she's trying to add some personality in when she can. <laughs> True. Uh, well, for scores, I gave this an 89. I gave this one an 80. Okay. And it looks like Lana also gave it an 80. Okay, so next up we have Poopy Poison. We're back on track. 
Um, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So I so I love the reference. Uh, Death becomes her. I was very late to the game watching Death becomes her, but I've now seen it a couple times. Really? Yeah. I didn't see it until I think two thousand. Uh, my old roommate was like, "You got to watch this," and so I oh, watched that's it. Not that bad. I have some I friends that haven't seen Clue. Oh, sorry. No, I said it. I said it wrong. It is bad. 2020 is what I meant. <laughs> oh, 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was much later too. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, that's that was only four years ago." But then I realized, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I misspoke." Um, but yeah, I just think it's such a fun reference. Uh, but what I like about this is that she went with camp, but she also kept it really pretty. Like, I think in her face, in that wig, like, that's the prettiest I've seen poopy. Um, so she didn't, yeah. like, just take it to, like, the extreme. I think she matched the level of Goldie Hawn with campiness. Um, so the, the candelabra coming through her with the hand holding it, I thought that was a very cute touch, of course. Um, yeah, I thought this was a success for her, for sure. The only thing that I do not personally care for in this <clears throat> is with a lot of drag queen outfits, they have those like cup shoulder kind of pieces with the with the fringy things on them. It's on a lot of those like bodysuits when the girls are bucking and kicking and splitting and stuff like that. So part of me just wishes those little pieces weren't there. If it was just like more sleek all the way down, especially given the way that it's so structured and everything towards the bottom and then kind of like cinches and goes straight down it would give i feel like that this was very much a drag interpretation of it mm -hmm. and that's me personally being like i i love drag but also i'm a fashion girl too and i feel like that if you would have taken those cuff those shoulder pads off it would have added a little bit more of a level of elegance and not having been so on the nose with the drag yeah for, for if it would look like it was just her shoulders straight down as opposed to looking like she had two like 80s shoulder pads on top of her shoulders. You know what I mean? Yeah, good point. I it almost makes the top look like a jacket. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm kind of like, uh, it's kind of it's kind of framing you a little hard. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I would rather it had been just her shoulders straight down so it had this, like, sleek look to it, where it almost gave more of a vamp <clears throat> situation and not, like, a drag queen doing this. True. You know? Yeah, but I usually don't mind if something's dragged up a little bit, but I don't yeah, think I don't she think that's, to. that's totally me nitpicking because the outfit is stunning. Mm -hmm. But like, mm -hmm. that's just if I was doing it personally. But I even love the hair and the little bang and the. This is what this I would say is my favorite runway from Poopy so far out of the show, period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know Logan, if Logan was here, would love this look, I think, because. Death Becomes Her is something he loves. They love to um, reference and see when they see anybody doing a Death Become Her look. They love it. So maybe they'll love it. I don't know. I think they'll love it. But I like it. I do. I do actually think it's one. I, I think it's one of the better things that Poopy has worn. So I'm a fan of this. I like the wig. I like how she presented it. And um, yeah, I liked it. Course, um, I gave it an 87. I'll give it a 80, I'll give it 87 as well. I gave it an 88. Come on, Poopy or DJ Poopy Poop. Poopy Poop. <laughs> <laughs> 
Up next is She doesn't miss unless she has to make it herself. <laughs> I must say she missed before, but this it is, is so dang good. And you get the whole like carnival and honestly Canary Islands vibe from it. So like I was just so impressed with it. I love the red, the headpieces, everything. Like she knows how to pull off a headpiece. Uh yeah, I and I like that she wasn't wearing her typical boots with this too. Like we we saw her with like a normal shoe. Um, so I thought that was a good touch. This was stunning. I don't have a lot to say about this one. This was my favorite look though. I feel like that Drag Sethless is someone that is like very, very much reminds me of Sapphire Crystal. I think that they are someone in their drag where more is more, and that is part of their drag aesthetic. Um, I think that they're doing it for two different reasons. I think Safira does it because she is also a large person out of drag, so it helps scale her down to make her look smaller. I think Drag Cephalus does the opposite, where Drag Cephalus is a small person, but they use a lot of huge, large pieces or headdresses to make them look taller or appear bigger. And I think that they are just really good at doing that. And that's something that's ingrained in their drag aesthetic. So that's something for us that always seems like it never misses because everyone else will come out in a cute look that fits them or whatever. Drag Cephas is going to come with two to three times more stuff on them on purpose, already out the gate, because they're trying to be on the same level as everybody else. So it's like when every time they randomly turn a corner and you see this ridiculous jumbo coat or this long, ridiculous train or this ridiculous ornate headpiece or whatever, it's just like that. That's just come to be known. That's what that's the level of drag that Drag Cephas is going to be doing. And it's like if you're going to try to beat Drag Cephas on the runway, you need to be bringing that. Period. Even if it's not your aesthetic, you need to be bringing that. Like I put it this way: for Sagittarius look, if Sagittarius umbrella would have been two times bigger, and her dress would have been, and that little red ruffle thing would have been one size bigger and cinched in more, it was more like. LaCroix poof flared out. Like if every, if every girl took the drag estate that they had and put an extra uh, in it, then like when they come out, I wouldn't see it so much as drag cephalus just dwarfing them all the time because that's what it's starting to feel like. It's starting to feel like everyone's got really strong runways and then drag cephalus comes out and just burns the whole runway. And then there's no point nobody else even walking. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I'm like, Girl, y'all got to know who y'all going up against. Because if I put it from this way, day one, if I would have saw Drag Cephas doing stuff like this, I would have been like Fifi O'Hara when she was on All Stars. She was making stuff in the hotel room. And she's making whole jumbo uh, cosplay-looking cannons and guns out of Gatorade bottles and milk jugs. I would have been putting everything together. Like um, Cat Cat did when she saw, uh, what's her name, with that back piece? So she made her a back piece. So, uh, <laughs> I would have done, I would have, I would have been doing that. It's like, that if you want to win and they are going to be bringing this and you know they're going to be bringing this every week, y'all got to step it up. Because she ain't going to come down at all. Mm -hmm. I feel like that her with the with the mirror look was probably one of the weakest looks we will see Drag Cephalus have for this entire entire uh, episode. I mean, this entire show. So it's like, y'all got to do something. True. Someone's hot on her tail, though. We'll get into it. But, Is True, this but I'm, like, I'm like, that's that's she's got the she's got the you know what I mean like the the hurdle you got to jump over is like drag mm -hmm. so Is this beautiful? Absolutely, it's stunning, it's gorgeous. It's what we expect from drag Sethless. What does this have to do with the theme? 
I don't know. I don't know what this has to do with the thing. And that is my only problem with this look. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. But it has nothing to do with the theme. Really? It's like shiny, right? The theme is not shiny. It's divine by death. <laughs> divine of death is the theme. What this has mean? nothing to do with shiny. It's like, where's the murder scene? Where's the death? Where is the... It's supposed to be about death and darkness. And where is that? That that also was something that made me be confused in translation. And I thought it might have been something that I missed. Because half of these girls didn't do stuff with death. Sagittarius I mean, was singing in the rain. She I dead. really only got one doing thing with death. And that was a death. That's why I was like, yeah. did I get that right? Does this I mean thought, something but I felt like, there as opposed to here? I mean, I feel like... Um, Ornella's was ghostly. I felt like um, Poopy did death uh, the, did the reference of death becomes her after she died. Um, now Sagittarius, I don't know what that was. Right, I'm not sure about that. That was that was my issue because I was just kind of I was kind of wishy washy because I felt like some did and some actively didn't, and that's why I was like, is. Are we not possibly getting the phrasing right in translation, or maybe it's a term that means something else there that we don't know, or it didn't seem as cut and dry as as like it is sometimes, you know? If, I mean, I, I feel like be, it was one that explained. It could definitely be translation issues because I feel like I just when I, from what I was thought it was, I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be about death or mm. a divine death, or you don't have to be like dark or ghostly, but like something about death but i was like i don't get anything about death here like i don't maybe she's a phoenix yeah i i saw i saw something like like the the thing i kept seeing was things about sparkles and shiny and so that was the the common thing that everybody had was that there were like crystals and shiny and so that's kind of what i thought the theme was let's ask the audience Yes, yeah. absolutely. Let us know if maybe we are interpreting this challenge incorrectly, or maybe there is like a language barrier that we are not seeing when it comes to the description that we got from the show, right. subtitle wise, of what the name of the challenge was, as opposed to what it's actually supposed to be giving. Um, just because it's it's not fully as clear for us as like the color yellow or something like that. Right. You know what I mean? It could be something that could be more um, colloquial or something that's more regional that we don't know. So. Absolutely. And I, just, no. I do have a little bit of context, at least for the Strauss part, but it says um, that the meaning of that is a flint glass with a high lead content used to imitate gemstones. Okay, so sparkled and death. I'm not sure what the divine of death meant. Because it was, I forgot what the thing says. Strauss, the mind of death. Huh? Maybe that's just a term? Oh. Like maybe oh. it doesn't mean death actually? Strauss? Oh, okay. It was like a suggested search. Uh, Strauss, Davina de la Muerte. Mm -hmm. but Googling it, it's a lot of Drag Race España stuff. So I'm like, I don't know. Well, y'all tell but. 
judging based on the look though it's still a beautiful look it doesn't matter what the theme was the look itself is beautiful and if the judges felt like this was the theme it felt like it was the theme but it's a gorgeous look can't take away from that so scores um i gave this a 97 eve i gave this a 95 okay I gave it a 95 as well. Okay. And I did find a little bit of clarity here. So um, I found on Google here um, that Astros is a word for shiny beads or gemstones. Uh, Divina de la Muerte is an expression that you use when a woman looks stunning, total perfection. So it's kind of drop dead gorgeous. Ah. So, okay, so it could be sparkles and just looking spark spectacular. Yep. So it's, just, it's like it's so it's so it's really it's drop dead gorgeous, but like in like Poopy's case, she played more campy with it. She went literal with the yeah. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Does oh, that I mean, change your score? I would have done something. No, still, still like, nine five. I, I mean, that gave a movie. great score. <laughs> I would have done something from the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah. Like, like the giant ball of twine, but I would have done it rhinestone. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. <laughs> we just saw that. <laughs> be like, I think I just misunderstood the assignment. Like that. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. But up next is Samantha Valentine's. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on here. Uh, so at first I was like, do I like this or do I hate this? Um, but I think I think I liked it more when she took off the wig. This is the only time in my life I've ever said I like Samantha more when she took off the wig because <laughs> I notoriously do not like when she takes off her wigs. But then when she took it off, I was like, okay, you look like an like a, a human disco ball. Like you look like you're a disco ball that became a human. So I thought that was really cool. She went all out with the face. Mm -hmm. um, I think I wish I just liked the bodysuit part of it a little bit better. The coat's pretty. Um it's a very good look. It is probably my least favorite of the night, but that's not saying much because I thought everybody was pretty good. Um, so little drag pet peeve. Um, nothing personal, but for me, when it comes to showing off an identity of like looks and expensive and stuff like that, a lot of girls will use stones or beads or fringe or you know what i mean or 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 little mirror pieces or whatever to give off this shiny kind of sexy effect the downside is the fact that a lot of times if you end up getting them in large shapes they come off looking crafty and cheap mm. um almost like when you go to michael's and they have that little plastic container full of all those little gems or whatever it's like the bigger ones you know those aren't real big rubies that are actually this big you know what i mean it's red that's plastic with some red stuff on it so i kind of have a bit of a pet peeve when it comes to people that use mirror pieces but it's the big ones and like that's what's taking me a little bit out of the bodysuit and the fact that she has some on her face because it very much looks like that she bought like a ten dollar pack of mirrors from michael's and glued them on a bodysuit she um, got the measles yeah it's like it, it it just takes a hair of the refinement away from me and and for some reason, I feel like that it works better if they're smaller. If she would have had smaller ones put everywhere, I think that would have hit the light a lot better and not look like you have whole mirror squares all on your body. You know what I mean? Um, it's like, it makes me think of, you will not get this reference, Lana. Daniel, you, you, get, you will get this reference. It makes me think of season three, RuPaul's Drag Race, 
uh, Mimi, I'm first. Girl, this is Lee Bowery. Mm-hmm. Where she had the big mirrors and all yep. that on her face and stuff. And it just looked not campy in a clean way. It looked campy in a cheap way. Um, I really loved when she did do the wig reveal because then I feel like it kicked it up more of a notch of making it more high fashion. It really made me think of Venus's runway look that she did for Canada's Drag Race with the all, uh, like the all encrusted head thing she did with the all encrusted bodysuit. Like that's what it was kind of giving me up here. And I was just wishing that up here would have been mirrored more down all the way here where it looked like that, like, you know what I mean? It would look like her whole body and the bodysuit were all one thing. Not like she was sparkly in a in a bodysuit that had sparkles on it, but um, and the white and the leg out. I don't know, hey girl, you got that get that chicken leg out. I guess you know. I don't know why she ran out. That, <laughs> that's that, that's, that's, right. That, that was my out. critique. She, she ran, ran out, out of here. Stone fabric had one <laughs> opaque leg for no reason, but I'm like, okay. Um, it looks like she stole it from a mannequin from Macy's. That was in the wonder. Um. <laughs> I want her coat. I will say that. I want the coat. Um, But I will say as well, too, I've been really happy with Samantha's runways this season. And that was the biggest critique that I felt like that she got on her original season was like, she's got all the goods personality-wise and comedy-wise. It's just her runways were always subpar. And like now she's actually been holding her own with some of the girls with these looks. So I'm like... For the glow up, regardless, Samantha, go ahead, girl. Go ahead. I already said my critique, so I don't have to say it. Scores. Uh, 76. 85. I gave her 77. Mom. Yeah, there's not much to say here. Like, this was a stunning look. Uh, it seemed like it would be hard to balance, but she was pulling it off very well. I just thought this was a really cool concept, um, and I like how big she went with it. See, this is the one that I was saying is kind of hot on Sethless's heels with some of the looks this season, so very good. Yeah, I feel like that it... She 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 took that into consideration. Not really just drag Sethless, but just up upgrading her drag that much more from her regular season because her regular season drag I felt like would come off a little um, more standard sometimes it wouldn't have that extra oomph of drag to it and like this is like Denali's drag look on steroids you know what I mean like she is like I'm every candelabra it's all in me um, but it also gives me like a Joan of Arc Joan of Arc Van Arc like Joan of Arc kind of situation with the like chainmail wig kind of situation under the head candelabra. It's it's everything. It's mother. I'm very I'm very happy that Jurichi is team Eve the bunny. That's all I'm saying. Her. This is a beautiful look. I don't even want to talk about the draft. So <laughs> teams of anything. But um this is beautiful. The headpiece is beautiful. The fact the way she presented this was beautiful. I was a fan of this. I'm jumping on nutrient teams this week, so it's fine. I love this though. It was beautiful. Scores. 95. Full cut. They were 90. That is that. So we get to 
the runway. And they are giving us who is the top, the top two of the night, which is the shock to no one, but a shock to some maybe. I don't know, because I was kind of interested in this. This threw me. I'm, a, I'm not going to lie, but I was like, they're not going to give it to drag three times in a row. But um, it was Jirigi and Samantha were the top two of the night. I was like, this is the week y'all decide not to give it to drag when it should have been last week, but y'all gave it to her then. And then this week you don't when she actually deserves to be in the top. Hmm. You want to know what sucks the most? Hmm. Is if I would have gotten a little bit more out of Sagittarius runway, then it should have been drag Stephens and Sagittarius in the top. That's two. what I was thinking. Ooh. That's what Honestly. I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's and that and that I think is also one thing that because maybe Sagittarius just doesn't realize this, or or maybe she's thinking the things that she's doing is giving more of an effect than they actually are. I don't know. I feel like there's some kind of a disconnect, but I feel like this was just very very another uh, uh, like camel that you know, like like piece of straw that broke the camel's back when it came to you know um, Sagittarius making the decision that she made. And saying the things that she said was like she saw another opportunity where she worked her butt off. She mm-hmm. was better than the other people in her her group and half the other people in the other group. Yet for some reason, she's still not top two. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like that sucks. It really, really does. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I wouldn't have put. Yeah, I think Sagittarius definitely did way better. Than I wouldn't have put Samantha in the top two. I would not. No. Have. no. See, it's a little complicated for me because. If I'm judging, okay. If I'm if we're saying yeah, the winning group, it has to be two of the people from the winning group. Then okay, yeah, Sethless is locked in for a spot. And then am I judging by who had the highest highs? Because I really liked what Jirigi did with the vocals. But then if I'm judging like who is more cohesive in the group, I felt like Samantha and Sethless were more in sync. So like I don't know. I really don't know who I would have as that second one. What I would what I usually do is if I know that I already have one person in and I have the other people um as like two people that I look between, I have to look and buy and unbiasedly go, do on each challenge, did one completely out edge the other one? Because if in any way one of them was a wash and they both let's say for for instance, we both consider Jerichi and Samantha's performance in the show a wash. Because Samantha, I mean, Jerichi had the better vocals and the better songs, but Samantha was the one that was more coordinated. Okay, well, then let's just say they're even. Well, then I would move to runway and I would say, well, who took over who in the runway? And if that one, Jerichi. So that's why I would put her in that spot. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I would have done. I would, like you said, if they both were equal, you got to go to the runway. And, but in this case, I'm like, if you feel like they're equal, then go to the other team too, and be like, "Did somebody the other team?" Because did she fully? Did they fully say at any point that they were being judged individually or as groups, or did they just say who the top two were? They just say who the top two were. They just said the winning group was the Overgirls, mm-hmm. and then here are the top two. I think that it should have been judged individually. It should have been judged individually. Because no team had more, no team had two people that killed. I'm sorry, right. no team. Did. Right, no team. Did. Absolutely no team. not. It was Always stars of each team. Down, and the other two were catching up. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. But they were the top two. And then the bottom two were Ornella and Sagittaria, which I don't agree with there either. I was like, that should have been on the, if we're going to go with the losing team, it should have been on Ornella and Poopy. Like, that's who should have been at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way you could sit here and tell me that Poopy outdid Sagittaria in this challenge. And see, with that, the only justification I would give, not fully agreeing, but I would say, okay, in that instance, Sagittaria completely cleared Poopy in the uh, challenge. Got you. But with the runway, I feel like that Poopy Poopy did, I feel like that Poopy did a really good job runway-wise, but didn't fully clear um, some, I mean, uh, Sagittarius. Sagittarius Mm -hmm. still had a very decently good runway. You know what I mean? So in that, in their metro, in their, in their retrospect, it's like one and a half by a half. It's like, so how is, how is Poopy not in the bottom? That, that really makes no sense to me. Cause it's like, Poopy's runway was in no way better than Sagittarius' runway. It wasn't better than Sagittarius' performance in the challenge. If I'm being honest, like they, they even like during the critiques, they're like, we saw you like thinking about things when you were performing. And then they showed a clip and I'm like, I, what I see is perfectly fine. Um, for me, I think her placement was revenge for calling out production last week and saying that things weren't fair. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And so we get the bottom two, and that's who it is. And Sagittarius quickly says, Hey, I want to go. I need to leave. And Supreme says, No, you don't have a choice in this. You stay until they tell you you can go. And it's important to note she said, I'm not well right now. Yeah. She said, I'm not well. I need to leave. Now, when somebody tells you I'm not well and I need to leave, in that case, we need to stop worrying about this show and we need to start worrying about the people who are on the show. And Sagittarius clearly not well in this episode, clearly wasn't doing well. And she asked to leave. I felt like it was so wrong for them to say no. Like we could have still had the lip sync for the win for the legacy and Sagittarius has already been gone. Like that didn't have to be because it felt like now you need to humiliate her again some more and make her stick around, watch this lip sync for them to pull out and say she has to go. When she clearly wants to go already, she's like, just let me go. It felt icky to me. It felt very icky to me. Yeah. It felt felt very controlled and it wasn't, um, it didn't feel natural. It felt like that they didn't realize they banked on using, I think, Sagittaria being upset about how things are going to da, 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 to justify possibly putting her in the bottom and getting rid of her. But I don't think that they I don't think they realized she wanted to just get rid of herself before then. And I feel like that from a production standpoint. And from a show standpoint, that would have put a kink in the works because they're like, wait, we still have 20 more minutes of footage to film. What are we going to do now? We got to rearrange everything, da, 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 whatever, you know? And I just, it, 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 cause like you said, they could have still done the lip sync. There's nothing saying that she needed to be there for that. 
she could have already just been eliminated off of that. They could have easily set up and did a week where um, uh, another week where if they if, if if this made them miss an episode or something, which it shouldn't be because somebody would still be going home. I'm like, if in any case, you could have just done an episode where no one goes home. Like you have, you know how many spots you have, you know how many episodes you have left. So it's it's weird because it just feels like that this put a kink in their framework of how they thought the episode was going to be going. And that was the main reason why they wanted her to stay. They cared more about the end product of a show than they did someone's emotional and mental state. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about this because I feel like there's probably a lot of fans out there that um, are seeing this and maybe not quite believing Sagittarius. And that, honestly, we, we got some feedback from these contestants and they also made it pretty clear. We don't believe you. We think you're being a brat. We think you're being young. They weren't saying this to her face per se. Um, but there was just so much of just loaded words in there that really was upsetting me. I, I was getting viscerally angry listening to this because there are certain things that when, when somebody tells you something, you just, even if, if it defies logic, you just have to believe it. You have to give it to the ben benefit of the doubt because yeah, maybe, maybe there were things that triggered um, in the competition that triggered her to, to spiral and to go into a depressive state. So what? It doesn't matter what caused it. She's there. And I can tell you from experience that sometimes when you are struggling mentally, it takes a lot of courage to say something. There have been times over the past few years, It's it's been a while since this has happened to me, but I remember times just being so upset and so depressed. And I would literally go through my phone and scroll through every single contact. And I'm like, I don't have anybody I can talk to about it. So the fact that she was brave enough to say something, that earned so much respect for me from Sagittaria. And it was heartbreaking just seeing everybody shoot her down and say, we don't believe you. We we don't think that it's that you're mentally unwell. We think that you're being a brat. We think that you're upset about your place. It was heartbreaking to watch. Um, so yeah, watching the episode was honestly a bit triggering for me in that sense. Uh, it just really didn't sit well with me. And even today, it still doesn't sit well with me. No, it was hard. It was hard to to um, to watch it. It's hard to talk about it. And so I'm going to move on as quickly as I can because I don't want to talk about it too much longer. Um, we do... I want to say one quick thing, and then I will very quickly. Um, as of today, um, I have been dealing with some Twitter mess uh, regarding my feelings towards the uh, Supreme's uh, decision of Sagittaria not being able to leave, and this, that, and the other. So I just want to say this short, sweet, and 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 to the point, and then be done with the whole situation. My opinions are my own. I am my own autonomous person. Uh, I am a drag entertainer and have been doing it for 15 years. That does not mean that I know more drag, more about drag than everybody. That just means I do know more about drag than some. Um, and from my personal uh, take, I didn't like the way that that was handled. Um, I didn't like the way that things have been handled on this season production-wise from Supreme as well as during last season. I feel like it's taken a big departure from how season one and season two were. 
Um, and I've been heard from different people on Twitter that apparently they changed production for season three and season four as opposed to seasons one and two. That possibly could be something as to why Supreme and the Hobbies are acting different now. I don't know. But at the end of the day, if for any reason that you don't agree with something that someone says opinion-based, not in any fact, you have the 150% right to not pay attention to it. Unless it is something where it is someone mandatorily telling you, you have to believe this non-fact that I'm telling you, you don't have to put any energy into it. You don't have to at all. You can let that person say whatever they want to say. My mother is one of those kind of people that taught me that sometimes you can't get people to see your side of a vision. You have to meet them where they are. And sometimes if that person isn't where you want to meet them at, you don't have to meet that person. And that's what I'll, that's all I'm going to say there. So for anyone else who may have a negative opinion about what I had to say or what anyone else may have to say about Supreme or any of the other international hosts, just keep in mind it is an opinion. We all have them and we can all agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. And, and one other thing I want to add is I saw a different show this week uh, where somebody also uh, quit for mental health reasons. And the show took it very seriously. And the cast of that person has been extremely supportive on Twitter. And at the end of the episode, they gave a number for people to call if they're struggling with anything. So I would have loved to see the same thing um, happen here, um, especially because you got to take these sort of things very serious. Um, I was, I was telling both of them before we started that depression doesn't always look one specific way. Um, it's very convenient for us to expect it to look palatable and have sympathy when it matches what we think it should look like. And maybe Sagittarius just was not, uh, expressing it in a way that made people in the cast or people watching um, feel any empathy for her. And really that's not a Sagittarius problem. That's a you problem. Yeah. That's a problem with everybody else. Uh, she shouldn't have to present it in a way that makes you feel compassion for her. And that's all I have to say. Yep. Good. Uh, I'm ready to move on because I don't talk about her no more. Uh, um, we do get a winner. We got the lip sync. The lip sync. The lip sync is um, uh, um, by the uh, guest judge Natty Peluso, and it's called Mafioso. And the lip sync between um, Jerichi and Samantha. What y'all think about that? It was Carol. I don't really remember it. I think I think I was so tuned out at this point that I'm literally trying to remember remember a single thing that happens and I can't. So here's my thing. I thought right from the second it started, I said, okay, Jerich is about to win this because the judge, Nat, Natty, was so horny for Jerichi. She was just like, oh, I will like I thought she was gonna jump on that stage and attack Jerichi how much she wanted. Yeah. She was like, oh my gosh, she's so hot. Ooh, ah, ooh, ooh. Like the whole time. I was like, girl, are you okay? Like Jerichi, give out your number after it's all over. I get it, but she was she was just she was just so into it. So I was like, oh, Jerry should go win this because this, this judge is like feral for her. Just, oh my God. And everything Jerry did, she was like, 
Oh my I will God. say I will say I felt the opposite. I felt <laughs> that Samantha was going to win because the hobbies are obsessed with her ass. Like whenever Samantha lip sync on her season, child, you could have act like Beyonce walked in the room. They act like she was the only star on the stage. Period. And I was like, oh, we finna get a Samantha Valentine's lip sync. What's it gonna be too, baby? Because it's finna be wild. <laughs> but I will say, I enjoyed the lip sync. I thought they both did a really good job at this lip sync. I think both of them held their own and did their own thing. Where I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. So I wasn't mad at the lip sync. I thought it was a good lip sync. The song was okay. Um, but I wasn't like, I wasn't like bopping to the song like real hard, but it was okay. I thought they both did a really good job. I thought it was, it could have gone either way for me and I would have been perfectly happy with either one of them winning because they both did a good job. But the winner ended up being Samantha. Samantha. I'm very, very gagged by that. (laughs) But I'm also kind of happy just because of the fact that, like, Samantha was a queen that, like, I didn't have an issue with. Uh, She was kind of endearing in her season, and I feel like I kind of connected with her a little bit more this time. So I wanted her to get a win. It's like a nice little redemption point. So I'm glad she got one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like her way more this season. I did not like her in season one. Uh, But, yeah, like, I've done a 180 on her. Yeah, she did good. I, I was like, work, work, Samantha. You did well in that lip sync. You earned your win. And she chose to eliminate Sagittaria, which I'm like, good. She wanted to go. But then a lot of people were kind of like, with the backstage stuff at the end, was like, because she was like, I mean, if you want to keep me, you, you go keep me because apparently I don't have a choice here. So if you go keep me, I'll just fight to stay. But I don't want to go. Huh? Yeah, she's kind of like, I honestly just don't want to be here. It's whatever. I mean, hey, she was in like a win-win situation because she was going to get where she, she was either going to get to stay and keep competing or she was actually going to get to leave. So it was one of the two. It was like, either way it go, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be here or I'm going to go home and I'm fine. Either way, I'm just, since the decision is no longer mine, since they said I can't just walk away. Right. She's just like, the decision is whatever then. Just do what you need. Do, do whatever you want to do, child. I'll be sitting over here. No. And then they were like, what do you be like? They got mad about that. They was just like, I was like, she can't breathe. Like, get off her neck. She can't breathe. But they they kill me doing that. You don't want to plead your case. You don't want to make no. I don't I want to go. I want to go. No. No. And I, don't. I want to go. If you all keep me, then I'm here because y'all won't let me go. But I want to go. So do what you want to do at this point. What what do you want her to say? What do you want? I'm like, what do you want me to do? I told you what I wanted. Now you mad because I'm not pleading my case. My case is I want to go. <laughs> I'd be like, you want me to walk about this bitch right now? Walk right up out of here, Because honestly, if I was Sagittarius, I would have did that. The minute they told me, oh, it's not up to me. It's it's not up to you. We, the choice is not yours. Not ours. I'm like, no. The choice is always mine. The choice is always mine, so I'm going to leave. And I would have walked right up off that stage, and they would have just been sitting there without a TV show to do. I would have been like, that's my cue. And I Absolutely. Like, right off. I would have turned around and gave a, I would have, I no, I, no, actually, you know what? Yeah, I would have. I would have walked all the way back 
and then I would have made it right to the end of the stage, and I would have turned around like I was going to do my farewell message. I would have looked at them like, trying to tell me I can't leave up out of here. And I would have walked right. right up out of here. Right. Like, no, bitch, I'm gone. Period. You ain't got to tell me. Mm-mm, and then y'all probably still going to try to call me back for a verse of the world. <laughs> watch, watch. Because that's the thing, is if you did something like that, you know how iconic and viral they would go? They'd be all in their girl's damn inbox being like, okay, so we kind of want you back. We'll let you win this time. Duh. Like, maybe, but yeah, she's TV she production is sneaky business. But do quickly, do we have a stupid draft update? We do. So, um, as I pull this up, uh, we did have somebody finally lose the last member of their team. Uh, but hey, Lana, don't feel too bad about it because I lost the last member of my three-person team last week. Hmm. Yes, with my roommates. Um, I did a separate draft. But yes, I had the first three people out. Um, But as far as this draft goes, so now we have Lana in last place with 15 points. Unfortunately, she's going to stay at 15 points. And then we hop up to, let me see what I did there. We hop up to second place with Eve. You have 25.5 points. And then in first place with a very commanding lead is Logan with 45 points. It's okay. It is okay. All I need is another win for Team Bunny to bump me back up next week. And Ornella hasn't had one yet. That's all I'm saying. I mean, there's two episodes left, and I think it might be mathematically impossible. Impossible for you to catch up. No. So, in my mind, I think that the top four, because we only have two episodes left, so we'll be, um, we have five next week, and then we'll have four for the finale, and then they'll pick from the top four. So in my mind, I think that there is still a 50-50 chance that somebody from Team Eve will win. True. So you're saying two people from Team Logan is getting eliminated in the next two weeks. I think that, yes. I think Eve is saying that she's, she could Logan. have the winner. Uh-huh. I think it'll be two Team Logans versus two Team E's for the final. And then it'll end up being one and one. You could have the winner, yes. You can. I don't think you can win the, the draft, draft points-wise. <laughs> yes. But I could still have the winner. And at the end of the day, oh, that's what's most important. <laughs> absolutely. Well, folks, we've done it. We've given all we have of this. We've even pulled out two hours of an episode that we didn't really like. So well, it is what it is. Work, work. But we'll be back this same time next week. Different panel, probably. Uh, talking about the next episode of uh, Drag race espana do all the things hit all the buttons subscribe to each channel this channel the cup tv the cup esd do all those things join our membership um do a super thanks if you feel we appreciate it uh follow us on our instagram twitter and tiktok at the cup pod where we put all of our funny moments there so check us out over there um follow us on twitter if you want you want to have some twitter battles like with eve sure who cares do that if you wanna if she has time for you she'll she'll have time for you if she feels fight like it. with her not against her or fight <laughs> with her not against her period 
But, you know, or if you want to try to start a beef with me and David, that's probably impossible to do with David because David just ignores you and I do too. So, because I don't have time to be beefing with y'all unless I have time. That ain't true. Some <laughs> days I have the time. Some days I have the time. I'm having the time right now on a YouTube comment, so I have the time. Probably <laughs> if you want to, but um, I'm curious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do all those things. Follow us. Get your cup merch. Duh. Get your cup merch at lotofjuicecreations.etsy.com. The link will be in the description below. And um, yeah, on that note, we'll check you all later. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Bye. DJ Poopy Poop out. <laughs>